0: Hello and welcome to Love Yourself Back to Life. I am your host, Nadia Fleury, and today it's episode number 23, Creating Change for the Greater Good. You dream of living a successful life, yet you feel emotionally empty. You know something is missing, but you don't know what it is. What if the answer is already within your reach? In each episode, I will help you see life through new lenses, shining a spotlight on your inner world, eliciting awareness and wisdom. My mission is to release what's blocking the flow of your success, to awaken your full potential, and to love yourself back to life. I attended an event a year ago where the trainer said, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? He was making reference to our life choices and how we live life. He went on to explain, what if we were the player of our game as well as the goalie and the referee on both teams. That means the game of life is dictated by yourself. Would that lead you to feel like, wow, if I know for sure I'm not going to fail, I will do this for sure. Does that bring you into action? When the trainer mentioned this statement, it made me think, how did I live my life? Was I afraid to fail? Of course I was. What was driving me to think that I would be failing? When we live, we don't know. It's not like we are born with a journal that says on this day, this is going to happen. We live our life. We have a journey and we do the best we can with what comes to us in that moment. What paralyzes us sometimes is the fear of making it worse for ourselves. What if we take that from the other angle, where instead of thinking, the negative side of what if I fail, why don't we take it from what if I succeed? Or a step further, I'm going to succeed. And this was a change that I did. It it really changed my life when I grasped that concept and switched my thoughts from a place of I might fail to I will succeed. It's when I consciously decided to make something that feel impossible to be possible. That's when I also realized that people who are out there who are doing something that is different from everybody else, they set their mind. People who win at the Olympics or people who win Grammy or Oscars, they dream that. They at one point says, I want to be there. I want to I want to get that. And they are willing to put hours, if it's not years, to master their craft to get there. They put in their mind that it is possible. If you say it is impossible, right there you disactivate the possibilities. Let me share with you an example of what I mean by how I shift from thinking it's impossible to possible. And this happened a year ago when I was packing up, getting ready to, to leave the house that I've lived in over 22 years. I was leaving my husband and my son behind because at that point I thought I've got to make a move. I've got to make a change. I cannot stay anymore in this condition. And the survival rate of that move in my rational mind was almost impossible because I was not even earning an income. So I did not know how I was going to qualify or make it. However, Choosing to stay was no longer a possibility. I was leaving to open the possibility for growth. I felt that it needed a shift, and I made it possible, first in my mind, and then in reality. All that said, to tie in with the message I want to convey today, I want to bring up, a few days ago, I came across on John Asaraf's website, a part where Dr. Srini a doctor from Harvard that explains the neuroscience of financial success. And I think what he was saying was very informative, and I'm going to share some of it here. He actually started with a question asking the audience how many want to live an exceptional life. And let's just say 90% of the people raised their hand. Then he added to that, if we want to live an exceptional life... We have to admit that this probability is low. And his point is that if it's exceptional, it cannot be the norm. Therefore, if it's the norm, it's probable. But if it's exceptional, it is most likely not probable. So you've got to throw out of the window what you think is probable in order to have an exceptional life. You need to eradicate all rational arguments. That is... A big chunk to take. It made sense, but it's not easy to get. So it goes and explain what is impossible, what, how we perceive possibility versus impossibility. And of course, impossibility is the in- inability to conceive or to imagine that this situation can be real to you. However, once you do believe it, something shifts in you. In believing that it's possible, you try harder. You're going to push yourself further. One of the things that is great, it's not the only one thing, but it's great to do, and I mentioned it before, it's the visualization. Visualization helps you rearrange your mind in such a way that creates excitement and looking forward to it. It raises the positive vibration inside you to a place where it allows for you to channel new information. When you're in a stress mode or a fear mode, messages does not register inside you. You're just reacting. The best thing through visualization is strategizing. Another hidden force that it's known but not as much mentioned is the love. Loving gives courage. But it has to be loving beyond yourself. It has to be something that sustains you even when your self gets triggered. In short, love is like the opposite of drifting. When you have this drive, this passion about something, it's something you truly love. Or it can be someone. Um, Many people will shift gear and get more focus when they become a parent. Love is the opposite of the fear. With all the love you have, you can put the fear behind With love, it brings you faith and belief that you can go through that and it helps you regain your power and it brings you centered in your own mind. It's a place where very little can shift you out of that zone. When you're really true in that extreme love, very little people can come and take you out of there. And it's a good place to be because it's a positive emotion. Fear exists. It's the matter of controlling it and assessing it and say, okay, where does that come from? And being able to say to your own body, to your own mind, thank you for sharing, but right now I'm going to still do this. Because again, the brain wants to keep you alive. It's the love that gave me the ability to leave a year ago. I know it sounds weird to say it this way. What I saw is there was more potential that was not going to happen unless I make a drastic change. Why I'm spending some time to share this with you today is that yesterday, I spent the the afternoon with my ex-husband and my son. I could assess a year later that what I've done was for the better for all concerned. I've actually did create a change for the greater good. I could see my ex-husband being able to now focus on his life, being way more receptive to hear ideas and way more open and also way more relaxed. Before he lived in fear and stress. Now he's more confident and he knows where he's heading. It's a much better place for him to be. And it's a much better example to set to our son as well. And the beauty of it is having the ability to be together in harmony One thing I can say is that in creating change for the greater good has been the most challenging thing I ever done in my life. Yet, it was also the most rewarding outcome for not just me, but also for my ex and my son. We have found a place of respect with one another. And it it was beautiful to see the dynamic between the three of us. As an example, as I arrive, the first thing I did is uh, just greeted my ex-husband and say hello, and we chit-chat for a little bit. Then I went to visit with my son in his bedroom. Soon as I see him, he says, oh, hi, mom. And so hugs and just chit-chat for about, I would say, two minutes. And next thing he said, mom, food. Make me some macaroni and cheese. And I looked at him and said, really? I said, we're going to have dinner in two hours. He says, no, no, mom, I'm hungry. I didn't have lunch. Go make me macaroni and cheese this is his love language by the way go make me something to eat so I went downstairs to get started and he came down because he was really hungry and he started looking for something he could snack on and at the same time my ex-husband opened the cupboard and he came up with uh, one of these instant macaroni cheese that they have so I look at my son I said is that what you want to eat he says no I want the real stuff so I look at both of them And I said, would you like me to teach you how to make this stuff? (laughs) And both of them shake their heads. Nope, (laughs) they want me to do it. So yes, in some ways, this is, I'm taking it very lightly. I'm actually taking it as a compliment that they appreciate my food and they are willing to wait till I come back and make some more rather than learning how to do it. It's not quite what I call empowerment but in this case, it's a small example of what love is. I am sure if you're a parent, you witness very similar interaction with your child, whatever kids will come up with. And we love them so much that we will do what they say. In my case, I love my son and I love being able to nurture him when I can. I hope this episode of Creating Change for Greater Good has inspired you to think, What can be done on your side that will help growth? How can you empower yourself in creating changes that will further your life? If there is one thing I wish for you, is to find this place in knowing that you gave your all in order to attain happiness. I wish you a wonderful day and thank you for listening. If you are stuck and seeking clarity, I welcome you to opt in on a 20-minute free phone call. For more detail, visit www.nadiafleury.com forward slash free. And if you have enjoyed this episode, please share it. And I sincerely thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening in. Have a fabulous day.